to complete the sentence, you must simply add that elusive question to the equation. Why? And welcome to another episode of Square Waves FM. <laughs> we, we now have an official beeper, so I don't think I'm going to need to beep anymore. Maybe? I'm your host, Bianca. With me, as always, is the co-host, Brian, a.k.a. the Loyal Minion. And Am I the co-host anymore? I think I've just been demoted again. <laughs> to what, Loyal Minion? To, uh, I don't know, first assistant <laughs> to the beeper. First assistant intern. <laughs> hey, intern. <laughs> and uh, Joey is... Come here, baby. Our portable beeper. Come here, baby. <laughs> so, as Put always, welcome to another episode, and I hope you guys will enjoy it. Today's episode 60, and we're going to be talking about achievements. Achievements. Episode 60. Good for us. Yes, good for us. Yeah. And good for you, Joey. Ruffle. <laughs> uh, hope everybody's had a good week. Mm-hmm. I know I had a pretty good week. Yeah, I had a good week. Real busy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a weekend. Hurry yep. for weekends. Yeah. Man. My goodness. My week was... Come here, you smelly bird, you. My week was so busy that I've got, like, no notes for this whole show, but it hasn't... Come here, you stupid. That hasn't really stopped us before. Or whatever. Come here, you silly little birdie. You're a silly bird. Yeah, and besides which, we've gotten plenty of achievements, so we can talk about that without notes. That we can. That's the nice thing about a topic that you actually know something about. You can fly by the seat of your pants and still know what the fuck you're talking about. Speaking of flying by the seat of your pants, <laughs> we got a flying squirter over here, haven't we? Yep. Oh, should we tell people a little bit about Joey now that we're getting to, we're all getting to know each other? Okay, so as we mentioned last week, Joey is a girl. Yay, hi, hi Joey girl. Mm-hmm. You're a girl. She Mwah. is quite young and was quite bitey when we got her, but not... Malicious biting, just curious biting. And so we're, we've been correcting that. And she's much better now. But she's, she's very gentle now. She learned very quickly. Mm-hmm. Still learning. Yep. Still learning. And this bird will always be learning. Yeah, she's a wonderful pet. She's very gentle and very snuggly. And also <laughs> randomly uh, rambunctious. Eh. Here, bite something. <laughs> That's right. What else can we tell them about little Joey? Joey wanted to get in the shower with me today. Whenever uh, one of us leaves the room and is in another room temporarily for this reason or that, Joey flies right over <laughs> to that room and sits at the bottom of the door, right where she can be stepped on. And yells at the door. That's right. Because she misses whichever one of us has just left, which is really sweet. It's She's such a flock bird, and so we're her human mm. flock. That's right. So today she was screaming at the door <laughs> while I was taking a shower. So Bianca came into the bathroom and... I grabbed Joey and put her on my shoulder while I took a shower, and Joey seemed apprehensive at first, but came out thoroughly soggy and content. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. Nothing like having a shower with razor-sharp talons digging into your shoulder. Yep. Let me tell you, that's something special. Or doing dishes with a bird climbing up and down your arm and, and trying to get into a sink full of sharp utensils. Yes. Fortunately, I can get the utensils out of the way quickly enough, so it's just her and a few plates and bowls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a nosy bird. <sighs> Now she's climbing all over Bianca and kissing her in the face, it looks like. My lips are not food. <laughs> okay. She's all rambunctious. Probably because we're talking. Yep. 
Come here, you little stinker. Come here. You want to bite something? Bite this. Bitey? Good bitey. Okay, so anything <laughs> else interesting happened this week? I don't think anything happened for me. Um, so I didn't take any notes about it, but I saw a, a uh, semi-confirmed release date for the so-called Windows 10 anniversary update. They're going to add a whole bunch of new features and stuff to Windows 10. I heard that they are going to um, they're going to redesign Windows Explorer, which is probably something a long time coming. I'm a little apprehensive about that. Um, uh, did they give any indication of how they might uh, revamp it? Because it seemed that they already did that with Windows uh, Vista onwards with the more uh, intuitive searching and indexing. So that they did. I think they're keeping search pretty much the same, although they're going to add some uh, new Cortana functionality. They're also... I hate Cortana. That well, thing I know never you, responds to me. Yeah, you just don't like the voice detection thing anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I, I rarely use it because I have to click something to get there, but Cortana has some interesting stuff. Like when I click it, it tells me my schedule for today and tomorrow. It tells me the weather. If I haven't gotten to work yet, then it tells me what the traffic is going to be like. It's basically a lot of the same information that I get from Google now, but it's not on my phone, which makes it a little less useful. Hopefully, we'll have Windows 10 at work this year, which uh, would allow me to rely on it much more. But um, they, uh, they are slowly rolling Cortana out to Android phones as well. And then they're going to to integrate Android phones with Windows 10 so that you can actually get your notifications on Windows 10 from your Android phone without any other software than Cortana. Oh, yeah. I saw – didn't you, you show me a preview of that? I have another third-party application that lets me do that, and it's so-so. I'd like to see Microsoft's take on it because, surprisingly, Microsoft is a fantastic Android app developer. They have at least like 30 or so Android apps, maybe more, and the vast majority of them are of very high quality. I'm really impressed. So... Um, for some reason, uh, Cortana is not compatible with the Nexus 5 phone that we both have right now. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they'll add compatibility to that because I'm really anxious to give this a try. I'd love to get native notifications from my phone shown on my on my Windows desktop. That would be really handy. It's great for SMS, for example. If you want to reply to someone, you can use your keyboard instead of your uh, phone. But it's nice enough not having to turn your phone on whenever it blips. It's nice to get a little notification or something. So they're redoing. Which is why my which is why I like the Android watches that we have. Yeah, assuming you wear it all the time. Neither of us do. I wear mine whenever I'm out, so that's... Me too, but well, yeah, but when I'm at home, I don't have my watch on, so I'm usually looking at my computer screen. It would be great to get the notification on the computer well, we screen did and when on the we watch. Had it. Right. Unfortunately, they now want money, so they suck. Mm-hmm. Well, you can use Push Bullet still. I'll put, I'll put Push Bullet in the, in the show notes. Push Bullet is a very nicely polished application that shows your Android uh, notifications on your Windows desktop. And it used to be free, but now you have to pay $5 a month, which is exorbitant if you ask me. And that let you interact with your notifications. So instead of just seeing what was there, there was like a reply button for SMS and you could type in messages or um, Android notifications. I don't know about iPhone notifications have interactive buttons on it. Like uh, if you want to, if there's a dismiss button or if there's like a button to uh, get more information or if a notification comes down, it has three different options. Do you want to do this, that, or the other? You can tap one of those. One of my favorite things actually is the Microsoft Authenticator, where if you're logging on to a Microsoft website, you can use two-factor authentication to uh, secure it additionally with your smartphone. It's similar to our Blizzard uh, Authenticator 
for uh, Blizzard games uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, Google has one as well, but Microsoft has the best one because instead of having to type in a bunch of numbers, which you can do optionally, it also has it has a little pop-up that says approve or deny when you log into something. So with Pushbullet, it was awesome to be able to click approve on my computer instead of having to turn on and pick up my phone and all that. It was nice, but it's sure not worth five bucks a month, not in my opinion. So um, I don't know what degree of interactivity to expect from Cortana. I think it's just going to be passive notifications, which you can still do for free with Pushbullet. Uh, but we'll see. And there's going to be a bunch of other improvements with Windows Anniversary Edition mm -hmm. as well. I don't have all the details, but uh, I'll talk about them when I have them. So that's in July. Okay, and you'll uh, also and I think you saw this on the internet, so you'll post these in the show notes. Oh, yes, uh, I've got that somewhere. I'll find it. Oh, uh, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Hang on, I, I will put that in there. Uh, Windows Anniversary Thingy. Mm -hmm. Right on. Okay. So, oh, yeah, so we also uh, finally organized our notes from our first Japanese class into binders with dividers. Yes, we did. Yeah, we went to Staples yesterday and picked up some binders and a three-hole punch and dividers. Yep, and tried to find a place to study, and we – and our first – and uh, Oh, man, we had bad luck with that. We had to go to three places before we could find somewhere we could actually study just because we tried to drive somewhere. Mm -hmm. Where do we go first? We went to the uh, Jap Japanese Canadian Cultural Center, which we, you know, thought we could do since they also had a library where we could borrow books from. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there was nowhere for us to wait, and uh, we didn't want to wait an hour to go in at 1 o'clock to the uh, library. Yeah, we got there too early for the library to be open, and it just so happened that there were a whole bunch of events happening later that day, so all the rooms were reserved. So it maybe it's too busy of a place for us to just drop in and study. It's, the, it's where we take our classes when they're scheduled, but... We finished our beginner one classes a couple of weeks ago, and beginner two doesn't start for another four or five weeks or so. Uh, about four weeks, actually. Mm -hmm. So we gave up on uh, JCCC, and then we went to uh, Tim Hortons, and they um, had all these tables for four, and every single one of them had one person sitting at it. So that was stupid. So we I left know. Tim Hortons, and then we went to a Toronto Public Library. And that had lots of room and lots of tables, and it was the perfect environment. And we also managed to find ourselves a couple of books, so we're going to... Uh... Oh, yeah. You... Sorry, Bert. Let's see if we can figure out what these books are called. Uh, one is about a mouse, and one's about how to use chopsticks. I got a bird on my back. Yeah, it happens. Come here, bird. Okay, so... So this one is called... Hashi... Hashinomo... Hashi Chikata. Thank you for reading that for me. <laughs> and this one is... Oh, I see you're keeping it away from me so I can't read it. Ame, uh, Is that me or re? Ame, ame, fun... Fure. Fure. Oh, fure, fure. Ra... Ne. <laughs> Na... Zu... Mi. Mi kun. Ame ame fure fure nezumi kun. So the first one is about eating mochi or with uh, chopsticks, and the second one is about a little mouse, which we haven't read yet. Looks like a mouse with an umbrella who meets a turtle and a seal. Awesome. Very cool. So yeah, so they had all these Japanese children books uh, at the library. 
So that's good. So that meant we didn't have to uh, wait for the JCCC one to open. So that that's cool. Plus, I think it's easier to return books to a public library because we can return it to the branch closer to us. Yep. And uh, it's just a good way for us to uh, <laughs> enhance what we've learned so far because we have the ability to read the characters. And then we're going to see about uh, learning how to uh, read sentences and deconstruct them so we can uh, construct them ourselves later on. Yeah, that's right. Right now, our vocabulary is still getting there, but we can... Well, her better than me, obviously. She can uh, read the syllables very well. I'm working on it. So we will practice these things. So we can read uh, hiragana characters. Next class, we'll learn katakana. Bianca's already learning katakana because she's faster than me at this stuff. And then there's kanji, which are the characters that are based on Chinese characters, which uh, is like one or two characters per word. And that's a lot, a hell of a lot of characters. That's going to be pretty tricky. Mm -hmm. So we'll learn a little bit of that before we go on our trip next year. Yeah. Uh, what else? Mm. Yesterday I got to watch Francisco Gonzalez. Hello, Francisco. Um, he did a four and a half hour or so let's play of his first four Ben Jordan games. And today, how many Ben Jordan games does he have? Seven or eight? He's, he's playing through the other uh, ones uh, this afternoon. We're missing it right now, unfortunately. But now is the podcasting time. So sorry, buddy. He did say that he is going to uh, leave them recorded on Twitch. And I think they keep it for a couple of weeks or so. Um, I will most certainly stick that in the show notes because it's awesome. His games are a lot of fun. It's really fun watching him play them. It's like a developer commentary kind of a thing where uh, you get to hear him describing different aspects of the gameplay. There was a really and speaking hmm. in his own in his bizarre voices, of course, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does some voice acting here and there. He skips over some text as well, just for brevity's sake. But uh, I had a lot of fun watching him play those yesterday and a lot of people came into the audience that participated in the games in some way uh, a sound designer and uh uh someone who uh, more than one person i think who did voice acting later something like that yeah it was a good time uh let's so i'll gladly put those in the show notes um, 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 um i don't know i don't think i have any other pre-show pre-showables how about you nope not really did we do anything technologically interesting this week? All I did was uh, start alpha testing on uh, Unavowed. Oh, that's right. Well, you're probably not supposed to talk about yeah, that Yeah, that's all yet. I'll say is I've done that, and I look forward to the next iteration. Yeah. I. Uh, oh, did you finish it already? Yes, I finished. Is however much they released? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I uh, was contacted by Dave Gilbert from Wajidai. Uh Hi, Dave. To uh, be a, t- a beta tester, and I agreed, but I hadn't heard back yet. I think he only needs a few uh, for Alpha right now, and so I, I was I was quick on the button on that one. So. Oh, you were. I took a few days, uh, so uh, maybe he's good for now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Well, if that's all of our pre-showables, then uh, why don't you let us know what you played this week? I have not played much this week. Because why the hell not? Well, I've been trying to be accommodating of you playing Quantum Break. Oh, this is true. Well, you go first and talk about whatever stuff you play. We didn't play any Diablo this week at all, did we? I think we got sick of it. Plus, there's that one stupid thing remaining in the season, which is impossible again unless you get that one piece of gear. And I hope Blizzard learned its lesson from that because uh, if you can't do something without the gear and it's almost impossible, yeah, people are going to not do it. Well, Blizzard gets... uh 
Ooh, yum, leftover peanut butter on my keyboard. <laughs> um, Blizzard has a hard time, I guess, because they have a push and pull from people that say they want achievements to be accessible versus people who say we want achievements to just be real achievements for the hardcore players. So last season, season four, that was the first time we ever cared about a, a, a Diablo season. Mm-hmm. We got the achievements, and it took uh, some grinding and some work, but uh, we, did, we got re- there. But it was reachable because the idea is you should work for it, but it shouldn't be impossible. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you can grind and get it, then that's fair. But if, if you're uh, – get off my keyboard. Baby. Baby. But if you have to uh, rely on a piece of one piece of gear in order to successfully do your dungeon, then or do whatever the last item is, then I think there's something severely wrong with well, the requirements. You don't have to have that one piece of gear. That's just what someone in in some fan guide recommended, right? Um, actually, yes. for me, with my particular set, it's impossible to do it without this one piece of gear. Okay, well, there's uh, the idea is yeah. So last season we got the achievements, and that just gives you like a. What does it give you? It gives you a little mini pet and a, and a title or something. I don't know. It gives you a mini pet and a uh, frame and a couple of pieces of uh, transmog. Yeah, some kind of a reward. Um, so this season we've done all of the all of the many um, sub-tasks uh, except for one, which is a set dungeon. We talked about this last week, so yep. let's not go into any detail. But it's hard and annoying, and I don't think either of us is going to care. So it's too bad that – and you can't see what – there's like four different uh, – uh, meta achievements that you get one after the other so you don't really know what you're going to have to do until you've done one of those meta achievements then you find out what the tasks are for the next meta achievement so we didn't know about this really really hard task until we had already done all this stuff so we've done absolutely everything except for this one very very difficult task so i mean whatever worst case scenario we played a fun game we played it together True. co-op and we had a good time yeah. whatever the problem with mine is that um, I had to sustain something that only has like a uh, three second uptime and and it takes a huge chunk of my spirit to do it. And so it's not it wasn't doable without this one piece of gear and I had to keep it sustained for the duration of the entire dungeon. Right. So that's why I said without that one piece of gear, it's virtually impossible. Well, that's me. if you want to do that set dungeon, depending on what set you're wearing, you get True. a different dungeon. But that was the only set I've, I managed to acquire. Yeah, fair enough. So whatever, we'll probably skip out on that one. So we that's what we didn't play this week. <laughs> what did we play? What did you play? I played a whole lot of Civilization V because it's the only game I have that doesn't have dialogue for the most part and I can play without volume. Oh, you played more than that, didn't you? Let's right-click your old Steamables here. I didn't play any of that this week. Besides no, you didn't. Besides Adventure Capitalist, huh? Mm-hmm. You're boring, man. Oh, I'm boring, said the guy who played just Quantum Break. Oh, just Quantum Break? So do I get to talk about Quantum Break now? No. Okay, I'll talk about Quantum Break. No, little. not until I whine about my uh, recent, or my current ongoing civilization game. Okay, let's hear your whine. I'm playing as the Byzantinians. My two neighbors are the Egyptians and the Japanese. Which wouldn't be so bad if the Japanese didn't keep declaring war on me. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just sit here and I'll take it because you're normally not going to... Uh, because oh, you'll just rub yourself against my uh, impenetrable fortress of doom. You say, well, your bird rubs herself against your necklace. <laughs> yep. And so uh, the asshole this time uses two of his great generals to steal my land. And I'm like, okay, that's it. You've asked for it. So it's pretty I- rare that the AI does that. That's such an assholey move. Because mm-hmm. that's a way to take someone's established land by force. Without uh, without declaring, declaring war. war, but uh, it usually precipitates it because it's very hostile. Mm-hmm. So 
I'd already been to war previously with him, and I had freed a city he had conquered once. This time, I'm, okay, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not freeing the city. I'm taking it, because this is my land, and I'm taking a whole bunch of your cities. He's now down to two cities. His capital city and whatever is behind the cloud of, behind the fog of war. Stupid Japanese. Yeah. But, fortunately, I'm researching the Manhattan Project, and the only thing I have to say is, too bad Nagasaki and Hiroshima are established. <laughs> You're going to make your own? Uh-huh, and I think I'm going to turn Kyoto into a smoldering pile of crap. Isn't it right next to all of your land, though? So? So, maybe you don't want to nuke your own backyard? Oh, it only affects, like, the pot piles immediately around the crap hole that I blow up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And besides which, I can probably just hop my time machine. Oh, wait, that's you. Yeah. Is that my cue? Yes. Okay, nice transition. So, yes, I've been playing Quantum Break this week. I mentioned it briefly last week that I was looking forward to the release day. It was on Monday or Tuesday. Get the heck off my monitor, you little goblin. <laughs> um, so, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Quantum Break, it's uh, the next latest game by Remedy Entertainment from Finland. They're the guys who made Max Payne 1 and 2. And Alan, Alan Wake, Wake, all of which are games that I have replayed a zillion times. And won't stop talking, but because they're so fantastic. They are so fantastic. And not only have I replayed them a zillion times, but I watched the cutscenes, etc. a million times. I never skipped them, because the story is so consistently good every single time. It's so stylish, and the presentation is good, the characters are interesting, the situations are interesting, and the world that they inhabit is just very well fleshed out, and I want to know more about it. I want to inhabit that space. Um, so, And Quantum Break is no different. I'm really, really, really loving it. I'm playing it as slowly as humanly possible because I just love every second of it. Um, it is available only for Windows 10 on PC, and it is purchasable only from the Windows 10 app store. What do they even call this store? I think they just call it the Windows Store. It's a peculiar choice. Um, Remedy um, infamously, uh, when they released Alan Wake originally, they said it was going to be an Xbox 360 exclusive, or at least that's what Microsoft said, before eventually bringing it to PC. And they said the stupid comment, I mentioned this last week, I think, that uh, they said Alan Wake is only can only be appreciated when you're sitting on a couch, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. It was some nonsensical marketing speak, um, which they uh, made fun of themselves, Remedy, later on. Um, so Quantum Break, yeah, you need Windows 10, you have to buy it on the App Store. Um, it wasn't cheap, it was $75 Canadian, which is less than $60 US, so I suppose I probably paid less for it than uh, Americans paid for it, assuming it's 60 and not 50 US on their store. With tax, it was 85 bucks US, so that kind of hurt a little bit. I'm spoiled, I'm a spoiled treasonous consumer by purchasing my games on Steam, which does not charge tax. Am I right about that? Steam doesn't charge tax, I'm pretty sure. No, it doesn't, I believe. Yeah, I don't know how they get away with that exactly. Uh, I guess I can't complain about having to pay tax. It's what makes uh, the country uh, functional. Sure. And I wouldn't object if our tax was a little higher, but... Yeah, me too. I'm that's still going to fight cross-border. <laughs> that's because we're hippie communists. Mm -hmm. Um... So I bought it on the Windows Store. It was easy as pie. I already had my uh, credit card on there from some microtransaction I bought for some silly game for a dollar. Oh, it was Zen Pinball that I had that I bought a couple of years ago. My credit card was on there. I just clicked buy and it was all done. I got an email right away with a confirmation of my purchase. It downloaded the game at full speed 
The game was about 45 gigabytes or so. So this is an interesting thing about this game. Um, at the end of each of its acts, and presumably at the end, well, at least at the end of each of its acts, there it has this like 20-ish minute TV episode live action kind of a thing, um, like a video. It's all passive. You just sit there for 20 minutes and you watch this TV episode, which is a very strange thing to have in a video game. I suppose the Metal Gear games... Uh, have had these kind of audaciously long cutscenes. Um, this is the first PC game I can think of that really does that. Um, so supposedly you have the option, I never found the option, um, to download either download or stream those 20-minute uh, episodes. Because what's interesting is that you have these different story choices in the game, and depending on whether you choose this or that, it shows you a different 20-minute episode, or at least part of it is different. I don't know. I've, I'm most of the way through my first playthrough. It's definitely replayable. Um, so I don't know if that means that there's like twice as many cutscenes as I've watched, or even more than that, depending on a combination of choices you've made. But uh, I'm calling it a cutscene, but it's this live-action TV show, and it's got a decent budget and decent acting, and I'm actually engaged in it. I don't feel like I'm impatient waiting for them to end or anything. They often end before I wish they were over, which is pretty damn cool. Um, I'm probably getting ahead of myself anyway. Uh, this game is, what, have you been referring to the genre of this game to our dear little bird? Uh, oh yeah. Root, uh, rat a tat shooty You're calling it a rooty tooty shooty I <laughs> believe, because, <laughs> uh, uh, Joey here seems to get excited when she hears lots of gunfire. Mm -hmm. As do I, but not so vo vocally. <laughs> <laughs> You're chasing your own ass, you silly bird. What a sweet little thing. Yep, she does that. Yes, she does. So, yeah, it's a Rudy Tootie Shooty. It's just like, uh, it's very similar in its gameplay to Alan Wake and Max, Play Max Payne. Third person uh, combat shooting game where you have to make use of your environments and abilities to survive. It has more abilities than any of their other games. However, it doesn't feel over bloated. There's like four buttons or something that you can press instead of like one or two uh, for your special abilities. So I don't feel overwhelmed. Uh, sometimes with uh, console games, they have like every button mapped and then they have like a modifier button and that does something different on everyone. Most buttons you can like, it has a, a, most of your skills have like a primary skill and a secondary skill where you tap it or you hold it. Uh, so it's manageable and I appreciate that. Um, the keyboard and mouse controls are just fine. It's, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's designed primarily for gamepad, but it works as well as any Remedy game, keyboard and mouse. I've had no trouble with that whatsoever. Um, and like the other games, uh, if you take your time, there's lots of environmental storytelling, lots of dialogue, a lot of it's optional. Not to me, because I want to hear everything anyone has to say and read every word that they put into the game, because the writing is just so good. The story is fantastic, and it gets more interesting the more you know. And the more you read, the more you understand little references that have been made before, and it makes you anticipate your second and third playthroughs so that you can kind of understand, like, Pulp Fiction style. It kind of tells the story out of order in some ways, or it makes reference to things that you won't have known about that, in retrospect, will make sense. Um, I spent 20 minutes today. There's a, a room with all these whiteboards, and they all have little bits of information on them. They're like densely packed with information. I spent 20 minutes just standing there reading whiteboards that are completely optional and most people probably just run past. And it gives you all this insight into the story, which uh, is, is the only thing I'll say about the story and to reveal about it is that it has to do with time travel. 
So it's a really uh, interesting, dense, uh, very sci-fi heavy kind of a story. Uh, if you're into sci-fi, like real honesty, goodness, uh, what if kind of sci-fi, then you're going to be very satisfied by this story. Um, so that's all the good stuff about this game. Um, and I love this game. I do not, I do not, uh, regret paying full price for this game. It was a lot of money, but I'm actually getting my money's worth out of it. It's nice and long. It's very satisfying. It's got replayability. It's super gorgeous. And just like, uh, just like in Max Payne or in Alan Wake, when you have a terrific firefight, uh, that maybe you've lost two or three times and suddenly you understand like what you have to do in this environment with these enemies and with the weapons at your disposal. When you figure that out, it just turns into this like breathtaking ballet, like this breathtaking. I mean it literally like you will gasp because of how wonderfully orchestrated the thing that you just accomplished was. Uh, that's a feeling that you only get in these like impeccably designed action games that have been made like encounter by encounter, scenario by scenario. There's a few ways you can get through any, you know, it's a combat game. You can use lots of powers. You can use none of your powers and just use your guns or you can use your environment and let uh, enemies kind of trickle around the corner and take care of them one by one if you can. So many ways to problem solve your way through a scenario. But you know that each of those uh, options has been considered by the gameplay designers who design each of these encounters like purposefully. Uh, so that's something that Remedy have proven themselves to be masters of since their very first games and only get better with every single game. This is definitely their best game so far, uh, despite reviews that I am reading. Actually, I, sh I can't say that I'm reading reviews because this is one of those games I was ah, so excited. she's wet again. Of course she's wet again. She's been bathing. Oh. Now you scared her away. Go get the bird, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Joe. Um, Where'd you go? Come here, baby. Oh, look, it's on the back of my computer. Your squawking has disrupted my <laughs> my train of thought, woman. Oh, look at the wet bird. Wet bird. Oh. Okay. Um, you were talking about the reviews for... Um, oh, yeah. Thank you. Right. Right, right, right. So the, this is a game that I was so excited about that I avoided all trailers, all mention of it. I, didn't re I don't read any reviews until I'm done. Mm -hmm. I, I don't read anything until I'm done. Um, and I'm so glad that I went in fresh, and that's why I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. If you're going to play this game, like, if you're as much of a fan of uh, Remedy as I am, pay full price for it and encourage them to keep up the good work, because this game is just phenomenally great. Um, PC Gamer gave this game 70%, which is good. It's not great, it's not amazing, it's good. I uh, disagree with it. But um, just flipping very quickly through the words, they mentioned that they had some uh, technical difficulties with the game. Um, there was another article that I just looked very briefly through by Eurogamer, and they mentioned all of these technical difficulties with the game, which is a fair enough reason to penalize a game. Um, I've noticed some performance uh, slowdowns, etc., but it doesn't. It's never been unplayable, and it's never really gotten between me and, like, uh, my next objective. It's never uh, limited my success in circumnavigating a, uh, an enemy or a, a problem or anything like that. Sometimes between combat, the frame rate would slow, uh, would get pretty slow, like in the 10s or so, or the 20s, um, just because there was a really uh, particle-dense area. I think it's probably just a... Uh, uh, I think it's just a matter of polish, um, I'm, I'm confident that by the time I play the game again, they'll probably have uh, 
uh, work their way through that. But there's been a lot of criticism about this game being sold on the Windows Store only and publishing it as a Windows Universal app, Universal Windows app, UWA, uh, which is just a means of publishing a game that makes it playable on other platforms as well. Um, I don't know how much truth there is to that being a bottleneck, but uh, there's a lot of talk about it anyway. So it hasn't really gotten in my way. It's been fine, and I'm, I'm loving every second of this game. So anyway, some of the specific issues that they mentioned, which I haven't experienced, but that doesn't mean nobody's experiencing. They said that uh, streaming content off the hard drive was impossible on a 7200 RPM hard drive. I've got this game installed on my 7200 RPM hard drive. I've seen no slowdowns whatsoever. Load times are a little slow sometimes. It's about 30 seconds to load a level, and there's usually one loading time like that when you start the game and then a shorter loading time later. Otherwise, it's one of those games where it will play a video that kind of furthers the story, and that'll be, instead of a loading screen, like it'll load the content while it's playing the video, so your time isn't really wasted, unless you want to skip a cutscene for whatever reason, and then you wait for it to load the rest of that content. So, Eurogamer said play it on a solid-state drive. I've had no trouble playing it on a, on a parallel... ATA, or sorry, on a serial ATA uh, hard disk drive. Um, quizzically, Eurogamer said they played the game on an i7 CPU with a GTX 970 GPU, and they found a lot of bad frame rates. That's exactly my setup, and the only bad frame rates I've had at all have been during non-combat or non-action periods where I'm just walking around, and there's like really beautiful, shimmering, glittering, smoky, dusty environments. Um, I'm sure they're going to fix that in time. Oh, yeah, so like a physics problem in uh, not, in uh, non-interactive portions, like, I mean, non-action portions? It's probably not physics specifically, but it is like technology-heavy, rendering-heavy areas. Yeah. I think they just need to polish it a little bit and make the, make, uh, the rendering more efficient, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm sure that they will do that. I have absolutely no doubt. But it hasn't gotten in the way of my enjoyment of the game. Um, an interesting complaints that they've said is that there's no quit button and uh, this is a complaint that i've seen in a few games and i agree with it in most games the reason i don't agree with it as an issue in this game is that because it's a windows universal app you just move your mouse cursor to the top of the window and the regular windows uh controls appear like minimize maximize uh and close so you just drag your mouse cursor to the top right hand corner and you close it like you would any other app so that's not really an issue um I want to praise it for its technology with this streaming Netflix-style video because that's something I've never seen done in a game before. Every game I played, you have to download the whole thing and play it off your hard drive. And I haven't found where you where you have that option, but apparently it is an option. Some people were complaining of like 80 gigabyte downloads, which I don't really miss. It was nice to be able to play the game in half the time because I didn't have to wait for it all to download. Mm -hmm. And impressively... Um, it's something like, I don't know, one megabyte a second or half a megabyte a second or so while it's streaming. Maybe more. It is HD video that's streaming. It's been totally reliable and running at full speed and without any interruptions or hitching or lowering the quality. Like, this is right at the on launch week of the game. So I've, I've experienced absolutely no launch day issues like you have, like we did in Diablo and so many other uh, internet-dependent games. So it's nice that this is optionally internet-dependent. Um, the only issue that I don't like about it is that with its achievements, um, this being a Windows Universal app, the achievements show up as system level notifications, 
which is fine. It doesn't kick me out of the game or anything, but what it does is sometimes it unlocks my mouse cursor from the game. So it's a first-person game where you don't see the mouse cursor. Sorry, it's not first-person. It's a third-person game, but it's like a game where your mouse controls the camera. So in-game, I can, like, you know, continuously move up, down. Like, I, I can just keep going in circles, left, 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 left. It never loses my cursor. It never goes off the screen or anything like that. But sometimes, not always, when an achievement appears, it will unlock the mouse cursor from the game. Which, if that's happening in combat, that's really annoying. So that's uh, a foible of the Windows Universal uh, Universal Windows platform that they have to work out. I submitted a uh, Windows feedback report. When you click on Cortana in Windows, there's like a little uh, there's this picture of a like a silhouette of a person with a speech bubble. You can click that and give feedback on any aspect of Windows or any other Microsoft product, uh, which is really cool. So I just wrote a little problem description there and sent it to Microsoft. So whatever, that's Quantum Break. I love it. I really love it. There's, there's, I'm not the kind of person who will buy something at full price and then defend it no matter what, because I feel like I have to justify the expense. Um, what was the game? Oh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Um, I bought that and I thought it was just a piece of shit. And I've tried to replay it a few times, and I think it's just a smoldering piece of shit. I hate that game. It's uh, so, so you're basically going to be one of my cities after I finish the Manhattan Project. Huh? You're going to be uh, whatever city I'm, whatever civilization I'm fighting after I finish the Manhattan Project. <laughs> I'm going to be smoldering. No, I'm not smoldering. It's the game that's smoldering. I meant it's going it, to. I meant it's like that. Sure. Well, I didn't do it to the game. The game did it itself. That's a very that's a very well liked game. I know Francisco likes that game a lot. I found it very console-y, and I just think it's a piece of shit game. I hate that game. It's very video gamey and stupid. I really hate that game. But didn't that game get a really high review? Yeah, it did. From, rating from PC Gamer? Yes, it did. I'm obviously missing something. I, I saw something that other people overlooked or didn't think was as detrimental as I did, but I hate that game. And I hated it since the day I bought it. And I bought that game on opening day for full price. So... Yeah, I, I'm not the kind of person who will defend something no matter what, just because I paid a lot of money for it. If it sucks, it sucks. Quantum Break does not suck. Quantum Break is amazing. I love it. I'm so glad I'm playing it. I uh, There was a review on the Windows Store the day that it came out saying, oh, I finished it. It was a good game, which is pretty rare. Usually you see, I, you see some speedrunner guy say, I finished it. It was too easy. It sucks. One star. This person actually gave it five stars, even though they finished it that day. So they obviously skipped all the story and all the cutscenes and everything and just plowed right through it. Maybe on easy, maybe on medium, maybe on hard. I don't know. I don't play games like that, especially not Remedy games written by Sam Lake. Love this game so much. I'm loving spending time in it. Um, and I love playing it very, very, very slowly and playing it as slowly as humanly possible. <sighs> all right. That was a whole lot of... Uh, that was a whole lot of uh, head padding <laughs> to the, the Remedy team, but I love them so much. Oh, he's a good boy. Ooh, they are good, good boys. They're very good boys. They're good little finished boys, those Remedy folks. I, I, they, might, they might be the best developer. They might be the very best developer. They might be my, my favorite games of all time. It could very well be. They're right up there. Mm -hmm. Desert Island Company, that's for sure. I can only, if I can only bring one company's video games with me on the desert island, it could very well be Remedies. I just love them so much. Uh -huh. I don't know who I what uh, games I'd bring. I'd have to see. 
I'd probably just wind up with a bunch of uh, Fear X games. Of what? Fear X, like Sid Meier's. Fear X? Fear X. Oh, for Axis. For Axis, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, those games are simulation. Those those are like board games. Those are like infinitely replayable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, because then you would get Sid Meier's Pirates as well. Mm-hmm. Every time we somebody brings that up in conversation on our show, I want to play it. Maybe I'll play that today. Boy, I wish there was a widescreen hack for that game. But it's still fun even in uh, standard def- uh, resolution. Yep. Or standard uh, aspect ratio. Phew. So shall we start talking about achievements? Yes, let's start talking about achievements. Oh, wow. We're done our uh, usual babbling early on. Yeah, I know. I kind of went on and on about Quantum Break. Sorry about that. Oh, whatever. Did I mention I like that game? I'm pretty sure you have. <laughs> okay, good. So this week we want to talk about achievements. Oh, I didn't put it in the show notes because I was so freaking busy this week. However, yes, from, oh, whoa, 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 oh, sorry. Before we go into the topic, I have to mention that the 12 weird-ass intro uh, speech thingy, minigame thing, whatever's, that uh, Trolls has been making for us. Today is the 12th and final one that he sent us. Oh, it is already? I know. It's uh, amazing how fast a, a quarter of a year goes by. So um, I will uh, put up a zip file with all 12 of those things. They're all like half a minute long or something. Um, for those of you who figure out whatever puzzle there is lying within those, I haven't even listened to them all because I don't usually listen to my own podcast. But <laughs> I'm going to listen to them anyway and make a guess at what I think his uh, puzzle is. So um, if you figure out whatever the hell he's been squawking about all this time, uh, send us a send us an, a letter to uh, squarefm at demodulated.com and we'll read it on the air. And if we can get confirmation from the Space Quest his, historian himself, then uh, you will win some sort of a prize. Oh, well, he's going to uh, make a voicemail that's like not in the double digits in length? <laughs> that would be quite a prize. <laughs> that would be a rare prize. No, he's probably going to like open up a jar and roll in a ditch and then send you <laughs> send you the loose dirt and clothing scraps that remain. So we look forward to your ditch givings, sir. <laughs> so I guess to start off our, our discussion of achievements, we're going to look at Steam and see uh, what we have in our achievement showcase and why we picked these uh, six or seven that we're showing. Oh, right. Oh, so, so Trolls did send us a tweet. He was the only one who sent anything about uh, the topic. He says... Achievements are for losers and bird ladies. That's his That's his criticism. And achievements are kind of a controversial thing. Um, I'm, I, am, I used to be universally against them because they didn't really give a crap. Nowadays, I really still don't give a crap for the most part. Quantum Break has achievements. I don't, I don't give a crap, although it does help me remember which of the branches of the story I've taken so that I can take other ones. But otherwise, I really don't care about achievements for the most part. But there are some games where I'm proud of them and where I do like them. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, any turn-based strategy games, they're perfect. Because then you're like, you have to uh, think and work your way through it. Well, basically any game, I think any like big sandbox game where there's a million variables and uh, like a billion outcomes, it's cool to know which of those outcomes you've seen. You can brag about having achieved rare outcomes. Mm-hmm. So, yes, why don't we take a look at our Steam profiles? Uh, let's put our Steam profiles in the show notes, shall we? Will you uh, text it over to me, please? Uh, where do I find the uh, link for that? 
Oh, you're not showing it in Steam. I'll show you in a sec. Uh, Steam profile. Um, I believe, is it under, it's in the settings. Uh, Steam settings. I think it's under interface. And uh, there we go. Yes. Display Steam URL where available. Send me that, please, and we'll put, so you guys can uh, check out our Steam profiles. What level are you on Steam? Uh, 22. 22. I'm 16. How many games do you have on Steam? 679. How about you? 622. Holy hell, you sure caught up. I had like 400 and something before you had your own account. Bianca and I used to share a Steam account because it let two people be logged in at the same time and two people could play different games at the same time, just not the same game. And then they changed their policy where if you log in on one computer, then it logs the other one out. And then they changed it again, actually, so that... You can be logged in at the same time, but you can't play a game, and only one... And uh, But then there's, like, family sharing. All these yeah, you can have two people logged in at the same time, but if one person is playing any game, then the other person cannot play any game on their list, or if they do, then it kicks the other person off in five minutes. That sucks. Come on, Steam. They have in-home streaming kind of a thing, too, which lets you play a game that's not even installed on your computer if it's installed on somebody else's computer on your LAN. But same story. If you're streaming a game, then nobody else can play a game at the same time. That's pretty greedy. So if there's a game that we both really want, sometimes we have to buy it twice. That's ridiculous. Come on, Steam. <laughs> anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, so. Let's go achievement by achievement, shall we? What's, what's the first achievement on your list? It's from Civilization Five. Oh, so by the way, these are achievements on our profiles. You can choose uh, seven achievements. Just to showcase, out of all the achievements you've earned, you can choose seven of them to show off to whoever looks at your profile. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay. Civilization Five, Longest name ever. Have a city by the name of... Holy hell, how the fuck do I even begin to pronounce this? It's... Oh, what, what country is it in? It's... I think it's in Wales. Because I... Because you only get this achievement by playing as the Celts. Oh my gosh. It has a lot of L's. <laughs> yep. Um... Let me see if I can get Google to say it. It's Welsh. That's what I thought you said. Oh, if I click it a second time, does it say it slowly? Oh, wait, that was the English one. Um, Translate from Welsh. Let's see if it says it in the correct accent. Whoa. Okay, let's do that one more time. I guess not enough people speak Welsh that they've invested in a better text-to-speech thing. Let's no. give this another try. Right. If you speak like that, you can speak with, uh, with Welsh vacuum cleaners, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to stick the, a link to this in the show notes, just the Google Translate thing, so that you can see the spelling and uh, hear that ridiculous pronunciation. Wow. And why do I have this displayed? Because I believe it's... Oh, where is it? It's on this list. Can I be an asshole and make that the... I'm going to make that the name of our show this week. Okay. I have this achievement in my list because... It is one of the rarest achievements to get in Civilization V. Only 0.6% of all players, of all people who own this game, have this achievement. 
Oh yeah, so how did you earn this achievement? Uh, I had to settle so many friggin' Celtic cities. And the uh, best way to make sure that you can get it is to play with, I believe it's Attila's civilization is one of the AI, because he'll pick names from all the other civilizations as his city names. And so hopefully he picks a bunch mm. of yours, and then you can skip over them and uh, get to it faster. But yeah, you need like 20 or so names in the first place to even uh, begin to come close. <laughs> So what's now? I'm curious. What's the very most rare achievement in Civilization? The rarest is zero point two percent of people have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like in scenarios on deity. What is it? Uh, Ottoman carpentry. Win the scramble for Africa scenario, playing as the Ottomans on deity. Nope. And then, and then there's one that's uh, playing as the Boers, which is exactly the same thing. What's the rarest one that I have? Oh yes. Silk mm. Road is the rarest one I have, and it's 0 0.3 people. Oh, what is it? Connect to the Arabs, China, India, the Mongols, and Persia at the same time using caravans. Hmm? Okay, so... Oh, right, 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 caravans, land, land training units. Mm -hmm. uh, achievements. Let's see what the most rare one I have is. Achievements? Yeah, click under there. And then uh, when this loads, then click view global achievement stats. Mm. Mm. Uh, you wouldn't have anything near the bottom. Well, let's see. Oops. Oh, you're right. I don't have anything near the bottom. I don't play this game anywhere near as much as you do, of course. Nope. Do, do, do. Wow. There we go. It's Queen of the Adriatic. Beat the game on any difficulty as Enrico Dandolo. The only reason I have that rare achievement is that I bought an expansion pack most people don't own. Oh, here's another one. Where's the biathlon? Enter a snow tile with the Norwegian ski infantry. <laughs> That's not even difficult. That doesn't even take skill. You just take a unit and you put it there. Exactly. There's ski infantry? That's awesome. Man, I want to play a game where you're like a Norwegian ski infantry and you're like skiing with Uzis. <laughs> That's so dangerous. What a cool thing. That's really bloody cool, neato. That's probably another. Uh, that's probably another achievement where uh, I just own some expansion that most people don't own, or some DLC. Yeah, but Silk Road basically it's base game because China, Arabs, India, Mongols, and Persia are all in the base the caravans. game. Caravans, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. a rare one. Oh yeah, that's the rarest one, but it's not. I didn't put it as my uh, showcased one. Hmm. Well, when I um, before I say mine, why don't you tell people what's your what's what's your uh, uh, philosophy about achievements? What do you think of them? Hmm. It depends on the game itself, and but I I have absolutely no opposition to achievements. But I think achievements should be there to encourage people to try uh, things that they may not normally try and to not skip content. So if you have so if you have Easter eggs. You can, uh, you know, have achievements that point you in the direction of Easter eggs, even if you don't say exactly what that Easter egg is. And it's like, there's an achievement if you do some bizarre action, but you don't know what that action is until you've done it. Mm -hmm. So it encourages you to, you to explore the game and not necessarily skip the story as a speedrunner may. Okay. Any other reason you like achievements? If there was an achievement... If there's an achievement like kill 50 guys with the smallest weapon, would you go out of your way to do it? Yes. Even if it meant delaying the story? Yes. Okay. I, I wouldn't really. 
just to see if I could do it. Okay, I usually because wouldn't do it. I I do I do these achievements just to see if I can do it. Like I've actually finished Civilization on the four on, let's see, on the first four difficulties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing it on number four, I really had to stretch myself and play on a two-player map against Venice in mm. order to even have a chance. All right, Venice is the uh, city-state that can only have one city. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one to play as, though. Because mm-hmm. you get your puppet cities and stuff like that, or your, what are they called? A vassal state or something? Vassals and city-states. Mm. Mm-hmm. Boy, Civ Five is a great game. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you, if you are into, if you've ever liked any version of Civilization, always try the latest version. Yeah, it, except I wouldn't go to Beyond to Civ to Beyond Earth. It's not as good as Civilization Five, honestly. Mm. I pl- I played it on opening day because I was like, oh yeah, I was so gung ho about it. I bought it opening day just like Brian is. You know, you you you're so confident in these uh, games that you buy an open day. And for me, it was disappointing. And so I've been going back to Civ Five, hoping that they uh, stay in that vein. They could have done so much more if they uh, followed that formula rather than this new formula they did for. Um, Beyond Earth. That's too bad. Yeah. But I do have a Beyond Earth achievement just because I was proud of myself for doing it. Oh, why don't you go ahead since you're on the topic. What is it? It is full of stars. A tree transcendence. It's for uh, settling on a new planet and do and managing and finishing peacefully with uh, the and living in harmony with the aliens. Hmm. And this is despite the fact that these other people who are coming to here will try and declare war on you. Occasionally, the aliens are aggressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just proud of myself for at least finishing the game a few times. Mm-hmm. According to Steam, I have an average completion rate of 37%. Average game completion rate. Oh, mine is... Yeah, why don't we go over these? I have, My average game completion rate is 26%. I don't know what... How do they calculate game completion rate. Mm-hmm. Part of the issue is that they didn't start tracking that stuff until a few years ago, so there were a whole bunch of games that I played and a whole bunch of activities that would have warranted achievements, but I did it before they had achievements or tracked that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It used to be they didn't even track how long you played games. Um, how many achievements have you earned total? 2,571. Oh, I've got 2,688. Mm-hmm. And how many perfect games do you have? That means you've earned every achievement in the game. 15. I have three. So that goes to show that I don't really give a shit about earning achievements. I just earn them if I earn them. Mm-hmm. If, and uh, I do have only one or two games that I really go out of my way to get every single one. But that was because it was like there was only like five achievements in that game. So why not? Mm-hmm. What's next on my list? Oh, yes. From Blackwell. Convergence. Finish the game without asking Joey for a single hint. Mm, what's that achievement called? Uh, solo. Mm-hmm. Joey. Mm-hmm. Did you ask this Joey for any hints? I didn't, and she squawked in my ear. Oh, it's a secret just for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on my li- on on my showcase is um. Just because this is so stupid, it not, and it's something that anybody could get, but I just think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's from Portal 2. Asking for trouble. Taunt Gladys in front of a camera in each of the five co-op courses. Oh, that's right. Man, that was annoying. I remember that. So when you're doing... Uh, Portal 2 has these co-op 
uh, objectives, which is really fun. You get to play with another person and solve a puzzle together, and the mechanics require two people to do things and to communicate with each other, which is tricky in that game because if you don't have – if you're not sitting next to each other and if you don't have a microphone, all you can do is like gesture towards something or like paint like a laser on something, and uh, it also has countdown timers and stuff. So there, uh, there are also emotes where you could dance or taunt or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Bianca always used to do a little dance in front of the camera every time, and it takes like 10 seconds or something. And I was just begging you, like, who cares about the freaking achievement? Let's play the freaking game. Dance, 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 dance. Every time. I remember being very frustrated as you did that game, as you did that achievement. I don't think I have that one. Maybe I do. I don't know. You, I think you eventually just did it with me. Maybe. Um, let's see. Ah, this one's a really old one. Mm-hmm. Audio Surf, Stealth Legend. Using and okay, for those of you who are not familiar with Audio Surf, it's a game where uh, you essentially rock, drive a, a little vehicle on a track to the beat of your music. Yeah, it's like a puzzle game that's synchronized with whatever music you want to play, and it like algorithmically makes this puzzle where every block that you touch is like right on the beat of the music. It's really cool technologically. Mm-hmm. So Stealth Legend, you have to play in mono mode, which is there's colored blocks and gray blocks. You can only pick, and in order to get this, Sorry. what the hell is that? You can only pick up the colored blocks. So using Ninja Mono, earn Stealth, which is not hitting a single gray block, and it has a minimum of 11 minutes. Oh, wow, that's a long song. Yeah. Which means that I have so very few 11-minute songs, I had to play my 28-minute song in order to get it. Oh, uh, Extra Pen? Yeah, Art of Life. Mm-hmm. 28 bloody minutes, and that's not the live version. The live version, I think, is like 34 minutes. Oh, that's Art of Rubbing Your Face on a Piano? <laughs> is that the song? Yep. Yeah. This is what I was looking for. Audio Shield. This is, there's this game out now called Audio Shield, made by the developer of Audio Surf, Dylan Fitterer. It's a VR game where blocks zoom towards you and you have to punch them, and they're to the beat of the music. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can't, like, swing a virtual cat without seeing stupid VR crap all over Steam this week. It's very exhausting. Uh, I think it's going to uh, pick up... A bit of steam initially, haha. <laughs> ah. um, but it'll fade off just as you know. There is the whole three D movement, but there's not a lot of three D movements in movies now. I mean, there are a few, but it's not as big as it initially was. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We're sure not. I'm sure it's hell not getting VR in the first generation. It's expensive, and it'll get replaced soon. And I'm sure it'll be much better, and all this other stuff. So, mm-hmm. imagine a VR game with a first person shooter. That would be interesting. Yeah, haven't heard too many of those. Just like really simple, stupid ones where you're just standing still and you point around like a carnival game kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That's all I've seen so far. It has potential. We'll see whether it becomes a thing. I'm not going to get in on the ground floor. It's too expensive to experiment on. Mm-hmm. Our computers are just like bare minimum good enough. Yeah. What else do I have? Oh, yes. From the original Binding of Isaac with Polaroid. Oh, I was so proud of myself when I got this. Mm-hmm. This was such a hard achievement because that game, when I first, when we first played it, was just so damn difficult. I sure had a hard time getting any good at that game. I'm good at it now, but that's because of all the practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember what it took to uh, earn that achievement? I think I had to defeat Isaac in the cathedral like six times. 
Ah, uh, yes. I think I might have beaten Isaac for you the first time or something. But then I think it's V six. Right. Yeah, I think that was. Oh, that was to beat uh, the blue baby, the real end boss. With Isaac, I think. Or no, no, that was. Oh, what I did that was to beat him with the shadow baby or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I did something really hard for you to get the D six for you, but then you did that other achievement by yourself. Mm -hmm. And then this one was and then this is from a game that I'm not sure many people have played or have heard of. It's called The Room. And this was a game that was just all nothing but puzzles. It was like a pure puzzle game, but you didn't really look around. You just had to figure out how to interact. And, you know, you open one thing to find the next tool you need, and you just unwind this incredible puzzle. I just remember the game being really beautiful and a little tricky, but I managed to finish. That's and, annoying. Yeah. In my opinion, that's an annoying game. It's a pure puzzle game. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. So I kept this achievement just because... Um, I was so happy for finishing this stupid game, and you got the achievement for finishing the game, and as well as all the other ones associated with it, because like, mm -hmm. they were, were doing different for each level. So it, it's protege, and it's for completing the room. Mm hmm. Well, very good. Mm -hmm. So that's your achievements, your top seven achievements. Yep. You're showcasing. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's mine. I'll start from the left. So my first one is. For, oh, PC Gamer, Beta 1 Tester. This achievement is awarded to the helpful testers of the first beta. That's a really rare one that m most people won't have. So PC Gamer had a very short-lived, uh, like, electronic magazine kind of a thing mm -hmm. on Steam. I remember that. I liked it a lot. It was mostly, like, video content. There was some writing, but it was mostly video um, and multimedia kind of stuff. They had these fantastic pieces that would describe, the like, what different rendering and graphical effects meant and different graphical enhancements. And so they would have like an image and you could pull a slider over the image and it would show what an image looked like with or without that effect. It was great. So at first they sold those issues for $2 and then it did very badly. So then they sold them for $1 and I think by then nobody cared anymore. So they canceled it after I forget how many, seven or eight of the issues. I like them a lot anyway. They're still a lot of fun to, to check out. And interestingly, they had achievements for uh, each issue. I didn't care to collect all the achievements just because I usually don't care to do that kind of a thing. Um, but uh, I was proud of this one because I, I don't know how... Oh, yes, I well, I, I think uh, PC Gamer on their website said that if you want to be a beta tester, then let us know and we'll add you to the test group. So uh, we'll take a look at the uh, image that I will post. Uh, I, I put one image in every uh, episode. Uh, on the blog. So take a look at the blog for the image uh, that I used to brag about uh, being the beta tester. But I've got this achievement as well. My next achievement is called Flushed from Half-Life 2. Kill an enemy with a toilet. <laughs> yes, that's an achievement where I saw what achievements were available and I went out of my way to get it cause, just because that one was funny. I had already played Half-Life 2 I don't know how many times. Naturally, that game was on Steam before they made achievements, because it was the first Steam game, and achievements didn't come until many years later. Um, but I've replayed that game over and over, and there being achievements, so that was just another reason for me to play the game. And it, because I'd finished it so many times already, I welcomed new, uh, new tasks to accomplish. So I have most of the achievements in that game, but not all. One that I know that I'm missing in that game is crossing this big desert area 
Uh, there's a there's a big desert area where whenever you touch the ground, the sand, then these big enemy uh, these uh, bugs come out of the ground. So what you are supposed to do is uh, take like two big platforms, like a door or something like that, and you put it in front of you, and you take two steps, and then you take another door, and you put that in front of you, and you take two more steps, and you just alternate putting one of those doors or boxes or something in front of the other until you cross this huge expanse. Well, ain't no one got time for that. <laughs> That's boring. I just run the hell across it and then kill whatever's following me afterwards, and hopefully it doesn't murder me. Or I uh, run a whole bunch, and then I drop a box down, and then I kill however many have been following me, and then I run some more and put the box down again. I'm not, I can't be bothered. It's not difficult. It's just tedious, and I don't care enough about achievements to do that. But killing a guy with a toilet, that's its own achievement. The fact that I have <laughs> that I was awarded an achievement for killing someone with a toilet is just icing on the cake. Uh, achievement number three on here is from A Golden Wake called Logic King. You solved the land auction puzzle without hints. So I may have cheated this a little bit. It says I solved the land auction puzzle without hints. Um, I had already finished that puzzle when I was a beta tester for A Golden Wake, so I kind of knew what to do generally, and that helped me. Although Francisco had changed the descriptions a little bit of uh, that one, I knew enough of what I was supposed to do that I sleezed my way through it. Yeah, kind of like me with Shardlight when I, because I had beta tested and I remembered a lot of the answers to the puzzles. As yeah, well. of course, of course. But it didn't change the fact that I love Shardlight and I love the game. That's right. I should play a Golden Wake again. I love that game. It was a pretty good game. I played, but then I just remember. Then I remember the uh, airplane puzzle the and airplane I get pissed puzzle. off. You can, you know how to finish it now. True. I just wish there was a way to skip that puzzle. I hate that puzzle. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a whiner! I'm not a whiner. You're whining. Wham. All right, here's an achievement that I swear I don't deserve and have never earned. Hard-boiled writer for Alan Wake. Complete the game on hard difficulty. No freaking way I would play that game on hard difficulty. It's hard on normal difficulty. I don't know why I have this achievement, but I'm showing it off because it makes me look like a badass. I was erroneously awarded this achievement. I don't know why I have it. I don't play games on hard. I usually play them on normal and then I'm done with them. Uh, Binding of Isaac is the only game I can think of that I play on hard mode. That's weird. I don't know why I have this, but of course I'm going to show it off because it makes me look like I'm a badass. Yes, it does. My next one is uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth, Golden God. I don't even remember what you do to unlock that. Do you remember? I think you just beat beat the game with all the guys and in all the modes or something, and then um, you get this. I think it has to do with not dying. Oh, is that it? Like not, no, not getting, not getting hit. I don't know. If anyone wants to call me a Golden God, I'm not going to object so maybe that's why i have it on there i had a different original binding of isaac one on there before i don't remember what that was either but that game's hard enough that basically getting to the end of anything is an achievement my next one is from psychonauts i thought that was unbeatable uh complete the meat circus so that's uh the meat circus is the rather infamous last or almost last level of the game where uh you have to um just get through the meat circus. You just have to go from the beginning of that level to the end, and that's it. I ha I did beat that game uh, before Steam added achievements, um, and that was oh, actually, I might have beaten that game before it was on Steam. I have it a non-Steam version as well. I believe they made that area easier. They patched it to make it a little easier. I don't remember it being any harder than it already is. It's still not easy, but uh, I always thought that was a very cool, very dark, scary, creepy level, where like everything is made out of gushy meat. That's a really gross level. 
And they, they, it has to do with the story in a really awesome way as well. So if you haven't played Psychonauts, I don't know what to do for you. So my last achievement is also from Portal 2. You saved science. This is one that I'm actually proud of. Complete all test chambers in all courses of co-op. So Bianca and I did this. Um, there's like a whole, do you remember how many co-op puzzles there were in Portal 2? There's like six areas, each with like six different puzzles or something like that. Yeah, I think so. It took us a few weeks, and some of them got really hard near the end, but we did it. And then they added some free DLC for even more puzzles, and we did all of those as well. And I've wanted to go back and do those with Bianca again, but she doesn't have the patience for it. I, I want to play it all the time, but you don't. Too bad. So I am genuinely proud of that. All right, Dingbat, you're playing a game while I'm yammering away, but now I'm going to put the onus on you again. We're going to talk about achievements. Okay. What achievements do you want to talk about now? Ooh. What's a game with more achievements than any other game you've ever played? <laughs> World of Warcraft. Yes, World of Warcraft. I guess I'll just have to start I'll have to start it up and see what I got. Sure thing. Or I can look at the... Or better yet, I'll just uh, go look at my uh, armory page. Well, check this out. I looked this up. I looked at, um, there's this website, wowprogress.com, and it lets you see, um, it lets you sort each realm, each server, by character uh, per achievement points. So according to this, you are number 186 in terms of the most achievement points on our server. I am? How the hell am I 186? That's really, 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 really high. I'm like number 1,200 or something. You're number 186 with 18,350 achievement points. There are something like 4,500, 4,700 achievements that you can earn in the world of Warcraft. Um, I'd have more, but I don't PvP, and, most, and that's the only thing where I have, like, almost no... Exactly. Oh, let's, uh... Stupid Chrome. Damn, I hate the friggin' Chrome browser. Chrome browser sucks. I miss Firefox very much. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that. I'm not even in the top. My character's name is Cinnabon. I'm not even in the top Cinnabons anymore. Where's Earth and Ring? I'm the fifth. I'm the fifth best Cinnabon in the game out of 175. I guess that's okay. It's so I have 13,100 achievement points. You have how many? Achievement points? I have 13,100. You have... 18,350. Wow. Yeah, because I also have a whole ton of reputation. I have, I'm have i missing one general achievement. Oh, what is it? I got money on my mind, and I've almost got it, too. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Let's, um, let's link our uh, WoW achievement pages, shall we, for people to gawk and marvel at. WoW has so many achievements. They have... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 categories of achievements, each with subcategories. So, Oh, sorry. I just erased your shit. <laughs> wow. And I'm the only Cake-It. Except for the Guild Wars character you stole the name from. I met in WoW. Uh-huh. Well, I made up the name Cinnabon all by myself. <laughs> oh, yes, you and 500 other... 175, and we named it after a cinnamon bun fast food restaurant, yes. <laughs> um, what do we say about WoW achievements? Let's talk about some of the most noteworthy WoW achievements we have. 
Okay, I think the most one of the most noteworthy is probably under Dungeons and Raids. Sure. Well, you and I share one achievement that we're very proud of from a raid, and that is Kingslayer. Kingslayer. Tell. I've already spoken about this on the podcast. Now it's your turn to briefly describe briefly <laughs> what Kingslayer is and how we earned it. Kingslayer, killing Arthas with a minimum of ten people on normal difficulty. I don't think you need to with a minimum of ten people, do you? Um, that was just, back in the day. You needed at least, you needed ten people. Ah, interesting. Okay, sorry because, to interrupt. Because I mean, how the fuck were you gonna do it with nine people unless you know, like, you had ten and one died? Oh, so Kingslayer actually wasn't killing the Lich King. It was the meta achievement for killing all the bosses, including Lich King. Uh, no, because wasn't there, it? No, because there was meta, and then there was. Um, all right, let's look this up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll look it up. You. Um, Dungeons and Raids. Yeah, it's right here, glory of the. Okay, so killing uh, Arthas the Lich King. <sighs> weeks and weeks and weeks of staying oh. on lockout and uh, and then just be and you're just and just being mercilessly slaughtered on mechanics. Oh look, it's a Valkyr. Oh look, and there goes our healer off the edge <laughs> for the hundredth time. You're being specific. Why don't you generalize? So. After weeks and weeks of blood peers and healers being thrown off the edge, we finally got this achievement. And so we can proudly call ourselves Kingslayers. So Kingslayer was the... Oh, Fall of the Lich King is the achievement, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kingslayer is the title you get. Mm-hmm. I think it's Fall of the Lich King. Anyway... No, I don't know. What is it? It's yeah. the Frozen Throne, Fall of the Lich King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will. Uh, I will uh, put a, the screenshot that we're very proud of. So, how long did we spend trying to get this achievement? Oh. Killing this one boss. So many weeks. I remember. Do you? What was it? Like eight or nine weeks. It was. It took us a few months to get our way to the Lich King. And then we spent four weeks, three nights a week, trying to kill the Lich King mm-hmm. for at least an hour or two or three before people got too fed up or it was too late for us to continue. Yeah. So we made probably about 50 attempts or so on him over the course of a month mm-hmm. to try to beat him. And then we finally got this one dude who knew his ass from a hole in the ground and... Yeah, and he led us to victory. Yep, and Miracle Miracles, we won. That's right. That was an achievement. My goodness, that was a real achievement. Mm -hmm. That was an honest-to-goodness achievement. Oh, the Frozen Throne. That's the achievement. Fall of the Lich King is... Which of these is it? Hmm. Let's see. Excuse me. Lich King Raid. Who cares? These people are getting bored by it. Yeah, they're being bored by it. All right. What's another achievement that you're proud of in the world of Warcraft? I have so many that I've done. I can't really think. I can't really pick one specific one. All right. Well, I know oh, one. I know one. Oh, you first. This is the stupidest piece of crap. It is the most pathetic piece of crap I could have done. And it's to hug. No, it's to. Yeah. It's to love every single li- tiny little critter in the world. <laughs> and there is. Like, oh, yeah. One by one or yeah, category by category. Yep. Yeah, and there is. Uh, like. Two variations of this achievement. Oh, these are the squirrels? Yeah. All the squirrels, to all the squirrels I once caressed, 
was to all the squirrels I and loved before. That was before. in Pandaria. Um, to all the squirrels who cared for me in Azeroth. And then there is to all the squirrels who shared my life. More critters <laughs> of Azeroth. And to all the squirrels I've loved before. Right. So there's one for Cataclysm, two for and two for Azeroth, and one for Pandaria. And I loved every single level little critter. So that means you find you find a, a little a critter, a creature that's classified as critter, which is like a squirrel or a rabbit or some non combat, just like a deer or some something that's just hopping around. Um, and you, you click it and you type slash love. And in the text it says, you love squirrels, you love, you love deer, you love cows. Mm -hmm. So you did that for how many would you guess? About 180 or so different types of animals? Let's see. At least 100. Oh, at least 100. It's probably about 100. Yep. So you have to fly all over the world expressing your love. For, like, rats and maggots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was such a... That, that was a cute one. Just because I started it, and I was like, oh, I only have a few left. It won't take me too long. That's cute. Several hours later. Ah, this is so stupid. Stupid. Where is that one last one I need? Oh, it's over in front of me. <laughs> well, I've got one that I'm proud of. That is Loremaster. This one took me a long time to get. Loremaster means... It's meant different things um, depending on the, the uh, expansion pack that uh, was current. I did it when it was easier. Loremaster used to mean that you completed every quest in the whole game. Actually, it meant that you did per zone a, or whatever, 800 right? quests in uh, oh. Kalimdor, 800 quests in uh, Eastern Kingdom. Oh, is that all it was? So I think it's actually harder now than it used to be. Because now it's you have to complete X number of quests per zone. Mm -hmm. So that means you have to complete many, many quests in every single zone. It took me maybe three or four years or something. Not that it's difficult. Um. <laughs> it's just time-consuming, especially if you're yeah. above the level where you need to be because there's a chance that you may kill something before it's, and you don't need, want to kill it, and you're supposed to just have it like down to X amount of health so you can use an object on it. Yeah, that's which right. Which means that you have to strip off your armor. You have to take your pants off to make a fish happy, <laughs> to summarize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it means that, yeah. If you're overpowered for or overleveled for a zone and you're supposed to weaken something without killing it, you have to like take your weapon out of your hands. I think what I had to do for a lot of them was um, take off all my clothes and uh, like slap a fish. No, I, yeah, slap something with my fishing rod. I use a fishing rod as my weapon, naked. So I was, <laughs> despite that shameful example, I'm proud of that achievement because it means that I've read. Like, almost all the text. And, geez, that's only on one of the factions. So, World of Warcraft, um, it has two factions, the Horde and the Alliance, the good guys and the bad guys. And quests are the same. Some of the quests are the same for both, but the vast majority of quests are completely unique uh, for both sides. So, it's not like you do the same quest with different text for good or bad enemies, or, sorry, good or bad characters. You actually do completely different quests with completely different activities, talking to different people, and making different outcomes based on which side. So there are just like thousands and thousands of quests in World of Warcraft. And there's a little story about every single one. So not only did I get the Lore Master achievement, but I actually read all the quest texts for all those quests. And it was rewarding. It was fun. And you get a good understanding of the world. Mm -hmm. That is a fun game. All right, let's do maybe two more for World of Warcraft. Okay, let's see. I'm going to pick something out of... Um... Oh, can I request that you speak about one? Okay. I stood in the fire. Uh, yeah. You want to give the context around this? Okay. 
before Cataclysm, standing in the fire meant that uh, you're being an idiot and actually standing in whatever whatever damaging uh, goo you shouldn't be standing in, whether it is actually fire or it's some sort of poisonous liquid or damaging... Uh, it's an environmental hazard that you're yeah. not supposed to stand in. Mm -hmm. Standing in the fire is basically saying that you're doing something stupid. But then they made an achievement called standing. I stood in the fire. What yeah. is that? So... It was it's it's obtainable if you put, if you actually go into the uh, Dragon Soul raid now and you do it and you get it on the uh, spine of Deathwing, Dumbwing, and um, you have to stand in the fire and kill yourself on in one of those little holes on his side, and you get it if you do it there. But if you're really cool, you got it before that raid ever opened. And in my case, I got it before the raid ever opened when it was first introduced. I was minding my own business, flying along, and I'm like, hmm, this whole area seems to have suddenly turned to fire. What's that big shadow over there? I look around, I'm dead, and there's this huge dragon flying overhead, and I get an achievement. You stood in the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was basically, the if you got the achievement flying from requesting, that was cool. So I got it just by trying to fly between regions. Mm-hmm. The other way I got it on a different character is I was um, supposed to be riding on a cart for a quest, and oh yeah, he and once again Deathwing comes through the region, sets everything on fire. My cart is the only thing left intact, but the, the NPCs on it and the horses are dead, and so I'm on this haunted cart riding <laughs> to the next post. Were you alive? Oh, I was alive on the cart. I get to the cart, I get off, and then I die. Mm -hmm. It's like delayed death. But I got the achievement as well. Mm -hmm. Just not, not just not expected in that way. Yeah. So what else have you got? What you got, got oh yeah, feats of strength. Those are pretty good. We got a whole bunch of those. Too bad they seem to have separated feats of strength. They're not, they now have one called legacy. They used to be feats of strength, but now they're called legacy. Those are achievements that you earned before uh, before achievements were a thing. I think. Ah, uh, whatever. I don't have anything interesting in here. I think I think I've said all the wow stuff that's uh, of any interest. Mm. Do you have one more while I look for something else that I wanted to talk about? Uh, let's see. Well, we had um. Hmm. <laughs> let's see. There was, of course, uh. Anything interesting? Hmm. Oh, what do I have that's interesting? And reputations aren't interesting. Collections no. aren't interesting. Reputations are, by definition, the least possibly interesting thing. Yep. Those are pure grinding just to get an achievement. Yeah. And you've done your fair share of that in several games. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to talk about that in a while. Yep. The only one I really don't have all the reputations in... I ha I'm just missing a few. But most of them I have... I'm missing only the PvP reputations, but otherwise I have all of the uh, PvE reputations for the most part, with the exception of the Hyd Hydroxian Warlord Waterlords. Okay. So it means that I have at least 60 exalted reputations, which is the highest the reputation can be. Boring. What else you got? <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. What do I have? I is have there anything else worth talking about, or should we move on? A world event, reputa uh, world event stuff. Yeah, those just mean you have to be there. They're not that interesting, are they? Oh, Argent Tournament. There's more grinding. Mm-hmm. 
That is grindy. What? I wanted to get those Argent tournament achievements, but I couldn't be bothered anymore. I got like two thirds of the way through and just couldn't stand it anymore. Exploration for visiting every end of oh, the continent. Oh, yeah. I liked this one. This was the first major achievement that I got. Um, uh, the Explorer, World Explorer. Mm hmm. So every map in World of Warcraft is made up of like 20 or so little discoverable segments. When you cross a certain threshold, then it reveals that part of the map on your world map or like on your area map. Mm -hmm. And then once you've crossed all of those thresholds on one map, it reveals the whole map and you get an achievement, explorer of that zone. And if you do that for every zone on a continent, you become the explorer of that continent. And if you do that for every continent in the whole game ever, then you are the world explorer. Yeah. So it's not a difficult achievement to get, especially since they added flying to the game. But it's an achievement nonetheless. Because you could effectively do... Because you can effectively level up through the... You can effectively never set foot into a world and still get to the maximum level. Huh? You can get to the maximum level of the game, which is 100 right now, without having explored any corner of the world. And without, having huh? without having to explore more than just your starting area. Oh, well, yeah. Because you know you walk out, you go to the flight path, and then you fly to the capital city. And if you never leave that capital city, you can effectively level up and never have set foot out of the capital city and gone anywhere else in the world. Okay. There's no achievement for that or anything, but you're no, right. No, there isn't. So, yeah. So, anyway, I like that achievement anyway, the Explorer, just because you get to fly around and see the sights, and it's enjoyable. It's yeah. really nice. The that's that's the Why don't we just conclude by saying that World of Warcraft has all these achievements, and that's just a testament to the sheer number of activities that are available. Mm -hmm. in that game. There's really no wrong way to play the game. People will encourage you to get more gear, to get to the maximum level, or whatever. But there's just so many things you can possibly do that you just can't do it wrong. As long as you're having a good time, you're still progressing in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So let that be enough. Yeah, and I think that that's an example where achievements are a good way to show you what, you're, what there is to play in the game. Because you may not know that, oh, I can go look around, and or what's this place over here? Because you might think, why would I want to go there? But then, you know, you're like, oh, there's an achievement if I go here. But then you go and visit there and you suddenly realize that there is something neat there that you hadn't considered for something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. All right. So we're about at the half, a hour and a half mark. Um, mm -hmm. The last thing I want to talk about is a game. And maybe you can think of this, too. What's a game that you want to finish all the achievements on that you haven't yet? Hmm. Uh, I want to finish up... Uh, the Blackwell ones, of course, and just get anywhere, any of the adventure uh, point-and-click adventure ones I have. Mm. And there's a there's a uh, provocative statement there, wanting all the achievements in an adventure game. Yeah. I do appreciate that uh, a lot of the Wajidai games have multiple paths, like or maybe superficial paths even. They're just very small things, but there's different ways that you can solve a puzzle. And depending on which one you choose, you get an achievement. Mm -hmm. Yep, Deception, I'm actually missing just one, and I think that's for developer commentary. Ah, okay, pretty good. That's a that's a major achievement. That's a lot of stuff to listen to. Yep, that one I didn't really. I uh, I actually saved and did something twice in different ways just because I wanted to see what would happen if I stayed to have a drink and what would happen if I left without having a drink at the art gallery. Hmm. I think I just did that one way or the other and kept going. Um, but that's another example, anyway, of a game being replayable and achievements acting as a reminder of what you tried and what you have yet to see. So it's nice when you go through your next time to. Revisit the stuff you love, but to still see new content. Mm -hmm. All right, so for me, there's a game I've talked about several times. It's called 140. 
made by Swedish people, I think. Yes, it's a percussive uh, syncopation kind of a puzzle game, or an action platformer game. I love 140 so, so much. So that's a game, it's a very short game where you can finish it in about 20 or 30 minutes. Um, It's three worlds. And then there's the reverse world. You can do them backwards and with little variations that make it a little bit more difficult, and you only get one life. So there's really no penalty for dying in the regular way that you play it, but then you only get one life to get through the harder version of it to uh, uh, to do the reverse worlds. So, of course, I got through worlds one, two, and three, no problem. Uh, oh, I did them on the same day. I finished the whole game in an hour, and boy, did I love that. Um, then almost a year later, I finished... <laughs> then almost a year later, I finished uh, the first one, uh, the first zone in hard mode. Then... A couple of weeks later, I did the second zone in hard mode in one life. That was a really hard one, the second one. The third and final level, I have not been able to beat in hard mode. And because I've reinstalled my PC a few times, it means that I lost all my progress, so I have to actually beat those first ones in hard mode, the first two levels in hard mode. So I want to finish this. It's really hard. It's punishing. It's stupid. But I love that game so much, and I love the music so much that it just kind of helps you persevere. All right, so do you have any final words that you want to say about achievements? We should, of course, invite our listeners. Let us know if there's one achievement that you've earned in, in any game that you're most proud of, squarefm at demodulated.com. Send us a voicemail or an email. Let us know, or a tweet even, at squarewavesfm. Mm-hmm. Let us know what one achievement is the most important to you and why. Or even what two achievements are. Don't contradict me, woman. <laughs> Fine, do. If you're so amazingly accomplished that you've got two whole achievements that you actually care about, <laughs> do let us know. Can you say three now? Sure, three why not? She devil. Because we know that Charles is going to... Oh, wait, he won't. He hates achievements, so, uh-huh. so, we, so he won't have a voicemail for us unless he wants to rant against achievements, in which case I'm pretty sure he'll find a way to do it in 17 minutes or less. Well, actually, I shouldn't say less. <laughs> <sighs> okay, what? Anyway... So yeah, tell us about your favorite achievements, what achie- or you know what achievement you really want to get, or why you hate achievements. And then we'll laugh at you for hating achievements, <laughs> or at least I will. Uh yeah. Okay. Yep. So do you want to take us out, babe? Uh sure. And that concludes today's show. If you want to reach us, um. Um. What the fuck did you put in the show notes? Okay. Uh, you can find us on the web at squarefm.demodulated.com. You can reach us by email. We are squarefm at demodulated.com. Or you can uh, tell us your thoughts in 140 characters on Twitter. We are at squarewavesfm. Yes, we are. So I think that's it for today. I think so, too. Thanks for listening, guys. Love you lots. And uh, we will... Oh, I think we may actually have a guest next week. Oh, yeah? Fingers crossed. We, will, we won't announce it until it's confirmed, but I think maybe next week we've got a guest. Excellent. Okay. Love you guys. Have a good week. See Beep. you next time. Beep. Hey, Joey, you got anything to say? Baby? Nope, I think she's biting my nail oh, file. She's chewing a nail file. Bye from Joey, too. See ya. See ya.